Welcome to your Optimal Personal Economy podcast with Justin Bennett. Your personal economy is your ability to create, protect, preserve, and utilize your wealth, your financial world. Justin will share strategies and stories to help you optimize your personal economy. Now, on to the show with Justin Bennett. Good day, everybody, and welcome to another podcast of Your Optimal Personal Economy here with Justin Bennett. I was talking to a handful of clients this week, and we found ourselves getting into conversations that were centered around particular products, financial products that are engineered and manufactured and distributed by the financial services industry. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what those what those conversations sounded like and what the client started to learn. And so I, I just wanted to start off by saying that, you know, what we're going to talk about is not my opinion uh, or not the opinion of our firm or the way that we see things. It's just simply coming at conversations from an educational perspective. And so what we what we wanted to do was we wanted to talk to these clients from the standpoint of you've made financial decisions up to this point in your life and those financial decisions are neither good nor bad. So we're not saying that they're good or bad. They just are financial decisions. And it's important for you to understand what those financial decisions look like and why, and I should say what they're behaving like from a product standpoint for you to then make a determination if that's what you want to do going forward. You know, the client in this one conversation earlier this week was telling me that they happened to be talking to a financial professional several years back and the financial professional, you know, looked at one of the investment accounts or a statement that corresponds with one of the investment accounts and the financial professional said, your account is producing X and the financial professional said, hey, if you give me a chance, we can take the money and move it over to, you know, under our watch and the investment rate of return will look like why. <laughs> and, and you know, like the client told me this. You know, I, I, of course, didn't want the client to feel like they made a poor decision. And that's not how we operate. So I just started to ask some more questions. And I said to the client, well, how did this financial professional help you understand that if you move the money under his watch, he would be able to produce that why? And the client said, well, he didn't. He just told me that he could. And I said, oh, okay. Was the, the, the financial professional talk about any sort of guarantees? He said, absolutely not. I said, okay. So obviously, you know, there was, the client started to learn that it was a decision that was solely based off of somebody just kind of throwing out what they wanted to tell the client so that the client would hopefully move the money under the watch of that financial professional, which you know, it happened to work out in that way. The, the money was then moved and, you know, listen, whether the client made money, lost money, or the, the account stayed flat, I just think that what, what appealed to me was that this conversation that occurred between a financial professional and a client was centered around, hey, if you move the money to me, like, this is what's going to happen. Like, how is somebody supposed to tell a client that this investment rate of return is going to be generated on a go-forward basis if the money was under you know, under my watch. Like, you know, if, if the underlying product has no guarantees associated with it and it's tied back to risk-based investments, 
you can't take that position and tell a client that, you know, if you move the money over with my firm, then, you know, the, the return on the money is going to be X or Y or Z. It's just not, it's not compliance approved. It's not prudent. It's not proper. It's not the right thing. So what we started to do was take a deeper dive and started to learn that there were other financial decisions that the client had made over the years with other financial professionals. And one of them was to put money into an indexed annuity. And from a timeline perspective, you know, when you looked at when the indexed annuity started, um, in terms of the year, it happened to coincide with when indexed annuities were kind of first introduced to the marketplace. So that to me kind of made sense. It was like a new hot product that was manufactured, engineered and manufactured by the financial services business and then distributed to the marketplace. And it was, you know, on or about the same time that it was just being launched that this client happened to put money into an indexed annuity. The indexed annuity had a very, very long surrender period. It had like a 14 year surrender period. It was with a, a financial institution that was not a well-known brand name. That doesn't mean that it was a financial institution that didn't have much capital base or much reserves or, you know, was in financial trouble, but it just wasn't a big brand name. But the client was like, Hey, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that it was going to have such a long surrender schedule and that, you know, if I wanted to move the money to another institution because it manufactured a product that was, that was now better, that currently exists, that didn't previously exist, that it would cost me money to get out of that. So, you know, it's just important to know, I think that when we're talking to the clients and we're looking forward, the products that they decide to use to fulfill certain strategies should be products that are flexible. It should be products that are in line with expectations. It should be products that allow clients to make different decisions going forward if the marketplace changes if or if their world changes. And so this particular index annuity had such a long surrender schedule that even when we were just talking earlier this week, many, many years after, like I said, almost 12, 13, 14 years, they, there was still uh, you know, a surrender charge to move the money and the money was un, happened to be underperforming and they wanted to move it to something else. So I just think that when, when the products are being discussed, there needs to be some level of understanding of how the product works to then make a determination if a past decision was in line with a, an objective or perhaps should they look at a different product to fulfill a certain strategy. You know, another conversation that we found ourselves in was tied back to another indexed-based product. It was called indexed universal life insurance, which has some similarities to an indexed annuity. But with the indexed universal life insurance that we were dealing with on a separate client matter, the client said to us, you know, I, I can't lose money in this in this life insurance policy. And so I said, well, you know, tell me more of how you understand that. And so they, they went on to say, well, you know, if the market does poorly, there's a minimum rate of return of zero that that my index universal life insurance policy will be credited. And I said, well, that's true. You know, there's there's definitely a floor. I said, you know, what would happen to the accumulated cash value if the floor of zero happened 
and the insurance company decided to increase the internal cost of insurance. And the client said, well, I don't know. I said, well, one of two things would, would happen. Either you would make a decision to reach into your pocket and pay more money into the policy over and above what you had been previously paying to offset that rising cost of insurance, or the insurance company is just going to subtract that cost of insurance, that additional cost of insurance from your accumulated cash value, which would then result in the cash value going down. So although the cash value may not go down due to the market not behaving properly and losing value, and there being a 0% minimum interest credit, what the client learned is that they could still lose money because the cost of insurance could be deducted from the balance of the cash value on that same year and the client would not want to inject additional money out of his or her pocket to offset the cost of insurance because the insurance company increased the cost of insurance and so the insurance company would just say hey listen we're going to take this additional cost out of out of the cash value which you know if you looked at the statement the day after they took the cost of insurance out of the cash value there would be a lower dollar amount of cash value. So in that case, when you almost dismiss one component of the product and there's another component that causes the product to behave in a certain manner, th there should be an understanding of what that effect could look like. So if the, if the cash value is being reduced because of the cost of insurance, but not because of the 0% interest credit, which was the floor of a down market, there's there's still a negative impact on the cash on the accumulated cash value to the policy. So the client didn't realize that. Whether the financial professional who helped the client with that uh, index universal life insurance policy talked to the client about it or not, I, of course we don't know because we weren't part of that conversation. But there needs to be an understanding of how that index universal life insurance policy works to not only determine if they want to keep it going forward, but then also if they want to add more to their portfolio or to their entire financial world, if they want to add more life insurance because it's going to help protect some of their income and or it's going to help them build a safe asset, they need to make a determination if they want to use more index universal life insurance to satisfy that objective or do they not want to take on that risk? Do they want to transfer that risk that the insurance company may increase the cost of insurance away from them and know that there will never be a cost of insurance and there will never be a negative impact to the cash value if the market does poorly and simultaneously at the same time the cost of insurance goes up. These are questions that people need to understand when it comes to uh, figuring out what they want, what's proper for them. So they need to be fully educated. They don't need to become an expert. They don't need to become somebody that's been doing it for 20 years, give or take. They just need to understand it enough to realize what it is that they want out of it. And is that product going to fulfill a strategy, meet an objective that is important to them, important to their family, important to their business. And so I just think that, you know, whether it be with us, keep us accountable to it, whether it be with another financial professional that a client may have, be sure that it's an educational approach. Be sure that there's a full understanding of all the different moving parts to, you know, whatever the product may be so that ultimately they can make the most informed and the most powerful decision that's in the best interest of their planning.
And so for all of those listeners out there, we appreciate you listening in. We hope this is valuable. We look forward to continuing to roll out some what we think is valuable information for you, for the people that you care about. And uh, we want to work hard to enhance the relationship that we have with the marketplace. Justin Bennett, Registered Representative of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ Northeast Planning Corporation, 1150 Raritan Road, Suite 201, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, 908-709-0020. Securities products offered through PAS, member FINRA SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Bennett Financial Group LLC is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Number 0H88104. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or Bennett Financial Group LLC, and opinions stated are their own. Annuities are long-term investment vehicles, all contract and writer guarantees, payment from the indexed accounts, including those for optional benefits, fixed sub-account crediting rates, or annuity payout rates, are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Refer to your annuity contract for terms and conditions. An indexed universal life IUL policy is not considered a security. Premium and death benefit types are flexible. Its crediting rate is based on the performance of a stock index with a cap rate, i.e. 10%, a floor, i.e. 0%, and a participation rate, i.e. 100%. This type of universal life policy may lapse due to low or negative performance of the stock index, inadequate funding, and increasing cost of insurance rates. All life insurance policy guarantees are subject to the timely payment of all required premiums and the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Policy loans and withdrawals affect the guarantees by reducing the policy's death benefit and cash values. Some life insurance policies may not have cash values in the first two years of the policy and may not pay a dividend until the policy's third year. Talk to your financial representative and refer to your individual life insurance policy illustration for more information. 2021-116515 expiry 2 of 2023.